All right. Uh, here we go. Rachel Bilson is smoldering around, yeah. I think, is this place. We're doing a little uh, Nine Inch Nails, want to fuck you like an animal, because we're getting into some sexy pop culture topics here on Entertainment Entertainment. Yeah, we're starting off, uh, this is the entertaining podcast with an entertaining conversation uh, with comedians Justin Engelmeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Engelmeyer. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm enjoying this. I'm uh, enjoying this too. Oscar winner yeah. Trent Reznor. Give way to up. go, way to go Trent Reznor getting that career. Oscar. Big career for you. Great song, I Want to Fuck You Like an Animal. I want to feel you from the inside. Yeah. Yeah, I was scared of that song and music video when it came out when I was a little kid. I was too, but I think I um, bought like a Nine Inch Nails album. I think it might have been... That's pretty cool. It wasn't. It was like the Halo time when they were like... Oh, I think they, well. they did these things where they kept releasing these things called Halos. I mean, lame. Yeah, not cool. Not Loser. Cool. I know. And my, Loser. And my mom like tried to talk me out of... She was like, why do you like them? <laughs> I don't understand why. Can you tell me why? She did that to me also when I bought... Um, melancholy and the infinite sadness i think she thought that was like wow. she was like why are you why what you're not depressed why are you listening it was like this uh anyway caitlin the depressed satanic loser right yeah my mom she was on she was on she was she was right she was right actually i do have a bit of a anyway not about me this is about rachel bilson that's what we're getting yes. into okay we're getting to rachel bilson cannot stop talking about sex on her podcast on her podcast broad ideas Clever. shout out to rachel Bil- bilson's podcast broad ideals you want to Listen to that. As as a woman, I love that plan words because it's like broad, as in like the kind of outdated term for women, but then also like it's also going beyond that. You know a- what I mean? And as an ally, I love that too. Right? I love Rachel Bilson as um, an ally. We love Rachel Bilson. I love that she's done the OC and the OC. What else has she been in besides the OC? Just, broad ideas. You're right. Broad you know, ideas. From from that to broad ideas, she, she did it all. She uh she married Hayden. Hayden Christensen. Christensen. Yeah, because that was like a big thing with this article or with this, with you know how it all blew up with her not coming since she was 38. Then it was like she's had she has two kids with Hayden Christensen all throughout that time, and apparently did not have an orgasm during sex until. She was 38. A lot of speculation that this is when she was dating Hollywood Casanova Bill Hader. Who knew? His big, giant penis just forced an orgasm out of Rachel Bilson. Yeah, Rachel Bilson also said on her podcast that... Or no, some I don't know what podcast she was on, but she said that what she misses about her previous relationship with Bill Hader is his large cock. <laughs> Thanks is. a lot, Rachel. Wow, Thanks yeah. Thanks a lot. Because now, Ken... It's like... Can you watch Barry, his show, without thinking about that big old dong? It's all different. All, his right. entire, you know, super bad. It's oh. all, you know, you can't think, you got to think about everything differently now. I mean, his confidence now, his comedic confidence. You're like, well, it just comes from the big old... His, hat, his yeah. gigantic penis. His love wand. That Rachel Bilson had an orgasm with. Yeah. <laughs> for the first time in her life. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, you, you know, uh, I guess I don't have too much to say about this. Good for her. I think it's annoying. I think it's really, it's just, to me, it's like a lot of these actresses who do, it's like the Emily Radden and whatever that girl's name is, Emily Rada Rada. Emily Rada Rada, that's her Emily name. Emily Rada Rada. Yeah. She does the same shit. It's like they all now, like, like it's, it, that's, that's an option for them is have a podcast, talk about things that'll get articles written about. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. you know, she does this, her, 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 the Emily Rada Rada's podcast is called, it's called High Low and hers, it's like. Hi, low with Emrata, where we talk about low ideas in a highway and high <laughs> ideas in the low way. And then all she does is talk about like being a mom and like 
you know, <laughs> just sad. nothing high or low nothing. about any of it. It's just about nothing herself. High or all low she does, about all she does, is talk about herself. Yeah, and I think it's like this. And she's, I don't know. I think it's just like an option for them to stay relevant. Rachel Bilson, every time she talks about sex, some fucking online article, they write an article about it. <laughs> it's you know, we click on it, we talk about it. We have like two listeners. Her so. team, yeah, her team has let her know that. The algorithm picks it up when right. she when she gets a little vulgar yeah. on uh, on broad ideas. Um, yeah, because then it seemed like her and Whitney Cummings. I didn't listen to the podcast, but I did listen read an article on Glamour about the podcast. You did your research. I did my research, and I guess then Whitney Cummings, you know, was the guest at the time, and she responded with, uh, "You know what? That's interesting because she had never had an orgasm from sex until she went off birth control at forty. So then they had, like, a who orgasm blast competition, it seemed like. It's really sad. I don't think these women... I think think if you haven't had an orgasm until you're almost middle-aged, maybe you shouldn't be talking about sex too much. (laughs) You know? Maybe it's not your thing. Um, I don't know. I think these women need um, vibrators. I think that. Well, I, I think I the think thing, I think Rachel some... Wilson said this, she had had orgasms in her life, but just never during sex. This right. is her claim. Like yeah. She'd use her hands and stuff like that. Well, yeah, but um, you can use your hand while you're having sex. Like, you know what I mean? Well, like there's a new idea to Rachel Wilson. Yeah. Thing. That's what I mean. I'm not really sure. I really <laughs> want to hear this woman who's like, yeah, I never had an orgasm during sex until I was like. Almost turning forty, it's like, well, then let's not talk about sex. That's, I think, it's not, or, or just, yeah, not just your, maybe not, not the your forte. Yeah, yeah, not the people to listen to. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I'm not dismissing her experience, whatever. But I am. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding, Rachel Bilson? I don't know. What? Do we, yeah. What? Do you, it just seems like. Do we really need to hear Rachel Bilson's? Clearly, we do, but we can't like. Is it really, can you just do, maybe just make a nice, interesting, entertaining project and stop just being lazy and being like talking on a mic about your Fuck, boring talking. sex life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I guess, you know, Bill Hader's big dick isn't boring, but uh, no, everything but else, is, you know. But if I was a guy, I mean, like all these women now, like like Rachel, like Emily Radarada and, and I'm assuming Rachel They Bilson, like say the guys who have big dicks or something, right? Well, or, they are, they're all about, well, all these actresses, everyone now is so moral, right? They all have to have, there's moral lines, there's taking accountability, like, yeah. you know, there's like the girl Emily Radarada, she always talks about her body and how she was objectified in Hollywood. And then they turn around, like, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm conflating these two people because they are the same in my mind. Build queens up. Right, yeah, build queens up. But they, they do, so then they turn around and break kings with big dicks down. Like, is it really right to say, like, talk about a guy's dick in any way? Like, without him saying, like, like, I think that's kind of fucked yeah, up. No, you know? I wouldn't, yeah, no, I don't have a, but if I did, I wouldn't even, I just wouldn't want anyone saying that about me. You it's know what I mean? Because then it's out, like, yeah. then it's like, it's all anyone's going to think about. If you're right. a famous person, if I'm as if, as if you're a famous person, you're yeah. now all anyone, anyone I want to hook up with, anyone who watches my work, they're just going to be thinking about, oh, this guy's got a big dick. Like, right. as we said, you, now you see Bill Hader and it's like, oh, here's big dick Bill yeah. coming through with his jokes. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I think it's kind of trashy and I think it's, um... Yeah, and like who who did that? Ariana Grande said it about Pete Davidson. And again, it's not saying it's not like you're you're being derogatory toward them, but it is kind of like it's fetishizing why? a little bit, and it's, and you know, I think it's yeah. I'm like, why do you think is it so? body positivity? That's what we all need to ask. Yes, we do. Is it body positivity? Yeah, to I, point out a guy with a big dick. Yeah, or just to talk about their dicks, like 
in the like how would you feel if like Bill Hader was like I miss her small tight pussy you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. it's like yeah just you're being absolutely... or just referred to her as a pair yeah pair of tits whatever yeah, yeah. the yeah. hardest thing about breaking up with Rachel Bilson is I miss her tiny... you get crucified yeah yeah, yeah that's what I'm know. saying uh, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of fucked up and not I... to do a men's right things right rights thing here but. I I am all about men's rights. I am a secret. Did you did you guys know that women can be proud boys? It's new. Wow. It's very exciting. They let me join. I've got all my Hawaiian shirts. I'm ready for the next coup. It's the, really thrilling. Yeah, the, the proud boys, the down girls. You're like, you're, oh, is that I, a thing? No, it's I just made it up. <laughs> oh, no, oh that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I was trying to think of what it would be. Yeah, yeah, I'm a down girl for sure, for sure. Yeah, I'm all about it. Um, anyway, yeah, that's all. It's it's just boring, and I feel like this is like. What Rachel Bilson does now is she just talks about her missing Bill Hader's dick and like the fact that she can finally come during penetrative sex. And I'm happy for her. It isn't. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same way how like James Vanderbeek now his new role is just being like the soft spoken dad of of six with a a prominent man bud on Instagram. It's just like now they have to just perform their identities. Yeah, they're they're to stay relevant. Yeah, yeah. So hers is Rachel Bilson is just. uh, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Rachel Bilson, you know, she talks about sex. Uh, she talks about whatever, whatever on broad ideas, I guess. So if you yeah. want to check out Rachel Bilson's podcast, it's Broad Ideas we're with huge Rachel fans. Bilson. We're huge fans. You could hear all the things we're talking about. You could hear it from the the from the the horse's mouth. <laughs> yes, you can. Um, all right, another topic we're gonna. Doing some pop culture hot topics to start. Yeah. Um, this is this is what's going on in the world, and we're keeping you guys updated. You're welcome. Um, okay, so I thought this was kind of hilarious. Um, one of the guys from The Strokes. <laughs> I don't know, like makes me laugh so hard. The bassist from The Strokes, his name is Nikolai Freircher. I think that's how you pronounce it. He is. He's like. I mean, I love the Strokes. You, you're a big. We're both big I like Strokes, the Strokes fans. He, they meant more to you than me. Like I wasn't I like. So, yeah. I got more into them later in my life. Yeah, than, uh, I was. They, they came out when I was like a senior in high school. I was a huge fan. Um, and then I, I feel, I feel like I kind of lost. Like I didn't really pay attention to be honest to their second and third album because I think I mm. blame them for all the horrible music like Franz Ferdinand that they inspired. <laughs> yeah, it was that, just like God, fuck they this. They burst in the early yeah. It's 2000s, not their fault, yeah. but after a while it was just like God, fuck this shit. And then I started to listen to like like stoner metal. And I I need to get alive anyway. Um, but then I really liked the new Abnormal that out their album. They won a Grammy for it. Totally got me back into them. So yeah, the most I, recent one. Yeah, right? yeah, I really thought it was great. really good too. Yeah, yeah, because I've kind of been re-listening to them a lot, and uh, so my phone told me that the the bassist from the Strokes, Nikolai Frager, is in like this trashy lawsuit, this like trashy rich New York City lawsuit. Like he's his neighbor. I guess he moved into this like swanky fucking like West Village apartment. Oh, it's in the West Village. It seems like okay. it's in the West, near Greenwich, I don't know. And um, I guess, so he bought this ground floor apartment and the basement, and, like, the neighbor next to them um, is some, like, fucking rich rich developer, real estate guy, and that guy owns the apartment, the backyard, and the yard adjacent to him. Like, that's, like, so basically, Nikolai Frater's neighbor bought the backyard of Nikolai Frazier's apartment. Before Nikolai Frazier moved in or something. Yeah, like this which, guy had owned this property for whatever, and he owns this garden that yeah, is guess, connected so he, to so, Nicholas Frazier's new place. Yeah, he bought the he bought the apartment, this rich developer guy, bought the apartment for whatever, and then bought the garden next door for like 300 something thousand dollars. 
which like, can you, I didn't know you could do that. I thought if you, you could only, can you buy just like outdoor space? Don't you have to buy the connecting pro Like, you know what I mean? It seems like, uh, yeah, it does yeah, seem a little yeah. shady, this whole, like this guy just bought the garden property next door. It does seem kind of shady. I should have done more back uh, research on like what went on with this. Story. Yeah, I don't know how long this guy has owned this place. If this was like something weird where he I bought know. it in. Yeah, I don't uh, know. Like the, if he bought it like 40, 50 years ago. No, no. You know, it was like 2018, I think, when this oh, guy bought wow, this okay. garden. So this is all like a recent thing. Yeah. Wow. It just seems like, and it's just so funny to me because I feel like Nikolai, within the strokes, he does seem to be the most quiet. Like he's a Buddhist. He's like so, I just, I would never picture him getting in a horrible lawsuit with a horrible, horrible, rich developer. Yeah. And then having to live next door. Like, why would you want to live there now? You're all suing each other. It just seems so fucking trashy and just so nothing I would ever yeah, no, I, conceive for this, for my for my perception of this person. You know, it's just so funny. Like, oh, wow, you are just actually a rich, you're also just like a rich person who makes music. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's just so mm-hmm. funny how you're like, wow, I never would have perceived them yeah I don't know you know I can't say I knew a lot about Nikolai Frazier before this Uh, (laughs) I mean I don't either I just like you know yeah I guess if you were a very successful entertainer and you were rich it would feel like instead of dealing with this hassle of like so you buy this place and then your psychotic neighbor is like no I own your garden yeah and I'm gonna take you to court over it or like or you're gonna have to take me to court over it get Uh, out of there I would I would just yeah I would just be like all right well I'm gonna sell this place and buy a new place because it doesn't matter I have so much money it doesn't matter so I'll like just sell this place and I'll move two blocks away like. You yeah. really need. I would. I just think it's you know because now you're going to be next. Like you said, you're going to be next to the psycho for the for the next X amount of years. Yeah, and like the New York Post is clearly on the horrible developer side, and it's just like writing all these. Yeah, awful he's got articles. he's got plants at the New York Post yeah. that, that are helping him out, and yeah. now you're going to be magnified. You're going to have tension over this garden, even if you get the garden. Yeah, you know he's going to be weird about it. Your neighbor. Yeah, it's not worth it. I think Nikolai Frazier just has to move on. And it's also just like such a fucking rich New York thing where they're fighting over a tiny in in all relatively of real estate like in new york people fight over a tiny backyard you know what i mean yeah. like you both probably own huge properties with huge backyards but like you're fighting over like a tiny trashy backyard that like pigeon shit in there's gonna be rat traps <laughs> it's like it's, it's like gross. five feet it's like five square feet yeah so it's like can... five square feet of brick and a little bit of grass and like who wants to sit there anyway because people can probably like all all outdoor yeah. space in new york it's not private it's barely private no, no privacy i mean i'm not a rich person i'm not in rich people outdoor spaces but i can see i it's like you can kind of spy on rich people in their rich outdoor spaces in new york because like you know what i mean you could be standing at like uh, at some in like you could be in some public building and you look over and you're like, oh, look at those fucking rich people in their rich fucking outdoor Just space sitting. sitting. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, why do you, why do you want this? It's so silly. Yeah. It's like, God. Yeah. Ugh. All right. So like our gut decision, what's trashier? Gwyneth Paltrow's skiing <laughs> lawsuit or Nicholas Frazier's <laughs> garden lawsuit? Yeah, that's pretty, I mean, it has to be Gwyneth Paltrow. It has to be Gwyneth Paltrow, be Gwyneth Paltrow versus Paltrow. Sanderson. Yeah. Paltrow versus Sanderson yeah. was the... Uh, pop culture event of the yeah, half decade. Of absolutely. Opinion. Just when she was like, you fucking hit me! You know, I mean like... <laughs> but she, she, was, she was screaming. Yeah. And yeah, and her just really relishing in all that attention. She loved that. Yeah. Uh, and she won her dollar. She won her dollar, please. Amazing. Yeah. Gwyneth is... Gwyneth's my queen. She That's is, who yeah. I bow down to. Like, if I had to vote for a queen of America, I'm voting for Gwyneth after this... After this... Yes. Lawsuit victory. Inspiring. Yeah. yeah. 
But anyway, yeah, I just thought it was so funny and so trash. I just never would picture, like, this... Because they, like... I don't know. He dresses, like... He has, like, this kind of, like... Just the way he dresses is so, like, hip and and almost like he belongs in, like, a French... Like, it's like a Godard movie from the 60s, you know? And then he's, like, in this trashy-ass, like, ugh, like, real New York rich real estate over a tiny backyard. I'm just like, oh, get out of there. What are you doing? Yeah, I think get that, out of there. I, I think that's, like, our final advice to Nicholas yeah. Frazier. Just sell, sell the place, move on. It's not worth it. No. You're get, never going to have happiness in that garden. No, with your awful neighbors. And I, I saw, he's the only member of the Strokes I've ever seen. I saw Nikolai. I was, it was right when I started doing comedy. I would, after a late night pick, pit mic, wow. I was down in the 23rd Street Station, and, he, and all of a sudden I looked up, and he was, like, standing. Wow. And I clearly looked starstruck because he, like, looked at me like, uh... And then I, <laughs> I got so uncomfortable, I, like, ran away on the other... I like, wow, ran down yeah. to the... Because I was like, oh, I... This is me. Just can't handle that. Couldn't handle no, it. was I, very I, starstruck. I you, yeah. And he, like, yeah, and he clearly saw me gawking at him. And I was like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> I ran away. So, like, yeah, like, I love... I, I just, yeah, I'm kind of stunned that this... And he's, like, a Buddhist. I'm like... Yeah, this is not good. No, yeah, this is, yeah. Where does he? I think he's got to listen to his own Buddhist teachings. This is where not is a Zen his, garden. No, yeah, there's nothing Zen get about out of this. There. Get out of, yeah, I think anyway. get out, Nick, get out of there. Get out of there. It's not worth it. You're getting um, hit by the New York Post. It's trashy. It's yeah, trashy. this is trashy. It's trashy. Um, but it's entertaining. Speaking of uh, what's going on in the NYC streets. Oh yeah. Daniel Day Lewis. All right. So so we we in the last couple of weeks we've talked about Gene Hackman. Getting some, like, shady old guy paparazzi treatment. Then it was Jack Nicholson on the balcony. We all saw that. And we were wondering what's going to be the third. You know Who's, it's going to be... Yeah. A, you know it's, there's going to be a third. Who is the third? Well, it turns out it's Daniel Day-Lewis, who was, who was making his first public appearance since the 2018 Oscars. Wow. Uh, and he is standing on a New York City street, and he looks like Bo is afraid. He looks like... Joaquin Phoenix in the Ari Aster movie. I haven't seen it, but he looks like that. He's just staring off. He's got this gray bag, like this really weird gray kind of tote bag tied around his wrist and hanging down. It looks like he's carrying a human hand. That's yeah, my guess of what's in that bag. There's a nefarious tote bag involved. Very it's nefarious. Very That's weird. the word. Great yeah. word. It's a nefarious gray bag hanging off of Daniel Day-Lewis. He's got long gray hair sunglasses uh, yeah it's it doesn't look good yeah the, the look the look he has is of a, like a predatory like a predatory gallerist who like goes to like student art shows and tries to like fuck all the young hot art girls that's the vibe because he looks like an aging hipster yeah i can totally see that. he's in like skater clothes with his like scrap like it's almost like they already made the the, the dog <laughs> boy z town movie dude like are you like you're not gonna get cast in it like yeah he looks like a no one plus people skating in new york city it's just annoying there's not enough room Skate, oh it's so annoying when you hear the, when you hear like a skateboard wheels coming oh. up behind is there any, there's nothing worse get out of the way it's like the skateboard wheels and like boots are the boots two the and, two and rolling suitcases and rolling suitcases Nightmare. yeah there's some those are some awful sounds coming up behind you yeah it's it's you know you got to compete for some sidewalk space but um yeah he just i think more Could you imagine daniel day lewis skates up behind like you're like yes. you hear these and then it's daniel day lewis i could absolutely I'd, imagine him doing that i would i would i wouldn't do it but i would really want to throw my phone at him He's, I, I fucking, I'm not a, okay, yeah, I'm not a fan of Dan, I can't stand you, Dan Lewis. <laughs> I think, A, I think, because he's a big method actor, and I think any method actor is just a closeted, 
insecure control freak <laughs> who can't act because it's like you have to you know what i mean it's he like, learned to sew for oh, the 2018 movie with paul thomas anderson because he played a dressmaker so can, he learned cares? that's completely <laughs> like no one asked you to do that um there's other i feel like there's like a there's that famous quote from like, and because I, I, I don't know the other actor involved, but it's like when Dustin Hoffman is another narcissistic method actor <laughs> who like, I, I think it was in this movie called Marathon Man and he wow. had to like stay, okay. he like stayed up all night. And then there was some other like actor legend. I, I want to say it was like, I know, Warren, I think De Niro, oh, Olivier or something like okay. that. And, and, and he said to like, De, uh, he said to like Dustin Hoffman, he's like, why did you stay up all night? Like, what do you, you look terrible. Like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, it's, it's for the, it's for the role. And he's like, well, did you ever hear of just acting? Like, why don't you just try acting? Wow. You maniac? Yeah. Cause that's what it is. It's like, yeah. why, why do you think you need to, like, to me, it's like, it's trying to control. You're trying to control something that you can't really, you don't, you're never going to have control over. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you can't control performing. You can't. It's yeah. like, you just got to like, man, just do it. You fucking baby. That is scathing. Me? From whoever, no, oh. Lawrence Olivier, whichever the old, yeah. uh, whoever the old actor of that level was that said that to you, man, yeah, that's a, that's, well, it's the same that had thing, sting Dustin Hoffman. It's the same thing that's going on with the guy from Succession, the guy Jeremy Strong, is that his name? Who's like, he's very, I, I, you know. we're terrible, we, we really do no research for this podcast, so it's going to be I've a lot of. I've never seen Succession. I, I tried watching it, binge watching it, and, and it was during, it, it was I, the day of the interaction. The day of the interaction, <laughs> I was like, I was like off that day, and I was like, oh, I'm going to get into Succession, and then during it, during, as I was trying to, I was on like episode two, and like Justin literally texted me, like, turn on CNN, and I was I was like, oh, I'm, I just, I never went back to it because it just reminds me of the fucking insurrection. So that's it. Yeah, I think really, any, no matter what the show would have been, you could never go back to it. And yeah, I'm fine with it. I could yeah. give a shit about that show. But apparently Jeremy Strong on that show, he's a completely method maniac. And he like, <laughs> he like. It is maniac. It is like maniacal maniac it's behavior. A, it's obnoxious because yeah. it affects the other people on the set. And he like, like at one point he tried to like get everybody against, um, who's the, Who's the guy producing it? Who's involved with Will Ferrell? McKay. Yeah, I guess okay. he like was like get it pulling up on his phone like people dissing Adam McKay, and he was like, "Look at everybody, Adam McKay's a loser," or something like that. <laughs> oh like, getting God. everyone else involved in it, and and the, and the same thing of like the older who's the older British guy in that show. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we are the fucking worst. Um, anyway, that, I hate Succession. I know. I'm like, I hate this show. But anyway, the older British guy in that show feels the same way, and he's like, "What?" He's like, yeah, that's his, that's Jeremy Strong's methods, but I just prefer to do acting. Like, oh, so I, he came back at Jeremy, yeah, whatever the old other Because wow. I think it's like it causes, because they're yeah. basically, yeah. It's Calm like, down, psycho, with the, with your phone. Like, what, yeah, what do you, stop it. I think there's like a narcissistic, like, control freak aspect of it that's yeah. really obnoxious. Oh, and I think, yeah, and a lot of these guys, too, when they're on set, like, you have to refer to them as their character's yeah. name. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, like Jim Carrey, when he was playing um, Andy, Kaufman. Andy Kaufman, Milos Forman. Like, I watched a documentary about it, and you're like, yeah, Jim Carrey did an awesome performance, but did he have to insist that Milos Forman refers to him as Andy the entire time when Milos Forman has, like, the director has a million things to worry about on the set, but God forbid he calls Jim Carrey Jim, and then Jim is like, please... I am. Who, who is Jim? I'm sorry. Who is Jim? I am. I am Andy. Who is? Jim? I mean, it's like, like that's like fuck you should off. you should have fruit thrown at you. Yeah. If you're just, doing that, like the this the the staff that you're now holding, because now it's just you got a whole crew of people that you're holding up, ugh. and it's just and they should be able to throw tomatoes and apples at you. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Awful. Just just no. anyway. And also, I fucking sold a ticket to um, Daniel Day Lewis, and it, like. 
okay, yeah, I was, I was working at this job, arts nonprofit. I had to sell tickets to this fucking ex- exhibition space. So I'm sitting there and this woman walks up to me and it's just, just, just like a brunette woman. And then behind her is... Do you think it was his wife? Probably. Probably. But behind her, standing, <laughs> standing directly behind her, kind of peeking over her shoulder is Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, oh, my God. Like, and it's like... I don't give a fuck about you, dude. Like you can, I'm not gonna be weird around you. Like I see that you're wearing a puka shell necklace. <laughs> yeah, not you into saw that. the puka shell necklace. He had a that prominent time. puka shell necklace on. Wow. You think I give a shit about you and your puka shell necklace? Yeah. Fuck off. I've never seen the left foot. I've never seen anything to do. <laughs> I was more starstruck when I saw Stacy London from What Not to Wear. Okay, like get yeah. over yourself. Yeah. My God. Yeah, and you just hid behind her the whole time, and it's like. I, what what are you doing? What are you doing? I don't know. Yeah, be a man, Daniel. Buy the tickets. Be a man. And now he's dressed like he's he's auditioning to he's methoding like the the new Dogtown and Z Boys skateboarder movie. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Should we read his quote on why he decided to Absolutely quit acting? Yeah. So this is what he said on uh how playing a dressmaker in Paul Thomas Anderson's two thousand eighteen movie, whatever it was, uh led to his decision to quit acting. He says I do know that Paul and I laughed a lot uh, before we made the movie, and then we stopped laughing because we were both overwhelmed by a sense of sadness that took us by surprise. We didn't realize what we had given birth to. Which what? is, what are you even talking about? Yeah. So that was him on his, on, so that he decided because he felt sadness about what they had birthed, he's no longer acting. It makes absolutely no sense. And it's like, nobody And then cares. you're hiding behind your wife in a puka shell necklace. And you can't buy tickets to... An art yeah, show. An art like, show. You like, be, you're pathetic. <laughs> pathetic. And also, it's like, okay, you quit acting because you can't top Phantom Thread? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you, a, a movie about a dressmaker? Like, I'm going to see Fast and the Furious Fast X, X. And I'm yeah. pumped, okay? Yeah. I don't give a shit about Phantom Thread. Like, fuck off. Like, I have more respect for John Cena. There are, yeah. I have more respect for John Cena's body of work. Exactly, okay? This is a takedown of Daniel Day-Lewis now, because I think he needs a check. Oh, he does. Oh, he... <laughs> he does need a check. does. Like, give me... No one cares that you retired from acting. Yeah, I will literally take John Cena's 2015 U.S. Championship Open Challenge run over anything Daniel Day-Lewis has ever done. Yeah, I'm sorry. And also, it's like anybody who announced... Sorry, I, I'm like too in my own <laughs> anger right now. But I'm like, anybody who announces their retirement from the arts, it's like yeah. no one cares, okay? Like anytime a band does like... A, <laughs> like like Aerosmith right now is doing their like farewell tour and they made like a video about it. And it's like nobody gives a shit. And it's, no one gives no a one shit. No one gives a shit. And it's like... And then Daniel DeLuise, he says he quits. And then he has the paparazzi come take a picture of him. Because exactly. he hasn't been seen in five years. So now he's standing on the sidewalk getting his picture taken. With a, like, yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to be in a movie in like four years Come and you're going to get nominated for an Oscar and just enough. Yeah. Enough. 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 Exactly. Or enough. stay retired then. Or stay retired then and we don't need to see you on the sidewalk. No, with your your nefarious gray tote bag. What yeah. is in there really? Sex toys for Rachel Bilson? She needs them. It's either, yeah, either sex toys or a human body part. Um, yeah. All right. So that, I think that that's pop culture roundup for this week. That's what's yeah. going on out there in the world. 
Uh, we'll keep you posted we what's, what else is going on next week. We did it. Um, so, yeah, another thing we did, uh, we watched uh, Varsity Blues. As, you know, we talked about James Vanderbeek last week. <laughs> I had never seen Varsity Blues, uh, so we, we we decided to watch it. I was a big fan. I owned it on VHS back in the day. Wow, was, that's was, pretty cool. I was a huge Dawson's Creek fan. So cool. I, I loved Dawson's Creek so much that I, I owned a movie about football, which for me, I'm not a sports fan. So that's a very big deal, you know. Yeah. Not a sports fan, but they... you are not a sports fan, and yeah, my thing with this because this movie came out, I was like, you know, I was, I was like pretty young when this movie came out. I, I think I was like too young to really see it, uh, and I'd always thought it was just kind of like this like raunchy teen movie, but it's really just kind of like a football movie. Yeah, it's pretty. I, I was like, I, I loved it. I oh, really, yeah. I loved it. It kind of yeah. held up. It was yeah. like, yeah, I think honestly, what carries the movie is John Voight. I mean, John, John Voight's performance, yeah. Eat, like, honestly, Daniel Day-Lewis, you eat your heart out. Like, John Voight did this role. Yeah. <laughs> he probably prepared one day for it, and he killed it, okay? Crushed it. Crushed One it. of the best, yeah, creepy coaches Let's ever. go, let's go! Let's go, let's go! <laughs> yeah, when he's, yeah, at the, well, we'll get to the end when he's disgraced <laughs> in the tunnel. Yeah, it's so good. It's so yeah. good. Um, um, yeah, right from the opening of the movie, my first thing I wrote was, I'm in. Yeah. I forget what it was, what even happened, but I was just like, I'm in. This is great. Well, it opens with James Vanderbeek laying shirtless on a bed, looking at a photo of his own his old peewee team, oh. and, and he's like he's laying on the bed like kind of like cla- in a classic, almost like odalesque pose, you know, where it's almost like he's like presenting his body for a painter or something, because he's like shirtless. <laughs> the arc of his back is there. His kind of like you know cute little butt is on the bed, and he's just like <laughs> admiring this photo. And you're like, okay, what is this? And then behind him, you realize is his younger brother who's like who's who's tied himself to a cross because the younger brother character is this kind of like Kyle the younger brother Thank Kyle Thank you Justin yes. Kyle we don't know the the lead actor's name who who's in succession that ever but we do know We do know the younger James brother Van- character Kyle yeah. his name is Kyle in Varsity Blues yeah so the the younger brother Kyle is this kind of like mercurial he's like for some reason obsessed with religion He's yeah he's I I voted Kyle most likely to move out of Texas yes, yes. from this movie yes. I think out of all the characters he's most likely to move Kyle is he's older. like the next Andy Kaufman he's <laughs> yeah, like he's, uh, he's constantly performing like religious rituals <laughs> and pissing off his parents by like attempting to be like a like a buddhist healer like kyle is a very complex character and it's one of the reasons why this movie is yeah un- kyle's very great. good the dad yeah the dad's always mad at him he's like god damn it kyle concentrate on the game kyle yeah um okay so yeah we have that and then we realize so yeah it's like so i guess that kind of sets it up that like james vanderbeek's character is this kind of like He's kind of broody. He has a weird younger brother, but he's like part of this kind of like peewee team that's very tight. That he's like shirtless and football looking at means a- something to to James Vanderbeek's character. Yes, you can it tell does. it's like he really he, he football means something to him. Right, so much so that he's shirtless on the bed looking at a photo of his young football friends while his brother has changed is chained himself to a cross silently behind him. As I mean, as any of us who are a high school backup quarterback would do. Right. Yeah. Very realistic. Yeah. So then he gets, you know, he gets picked up by his friend Billy Bob, who's the kind of like overweight, um, very heavy, very heavy, rowdy kid, party guy. And then they all, so they all kind of like the, the all, all the Pee Wee kids that he was looking in the photo in, they're now all on this like high school varsity team together. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we get introduced Paul Walker, okay. Was great in this. I, that's my notes. I, I believed him as the star quarterback instantly. He was great in this movie. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Yeah. He was so 
good and gorgeous and perfect for this role. Yeah, and they have, So he's, like, the head quarterback. They kind of have this, like, hilarious... Um, uh, billboard outside his like tiny Texas house like it's kind of funny I feel like I feel like there is a little bit of like iron ironic like they're in on the joke of how ridiculous like these billboards are right I mean like they're kind of like just the pageantry of like high school football in Texas, in Texas. yeah, it's a, it's, yeah. It's a theme in the movie just yeah. Yeah, how over the top and crazy and, and like yeah. the the billboard of Paul Walker is pretty funny where he's just like looking very seriously with the Wow, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Okay. I loved it, yes. It's like this giant, ridiculous uh, billboard. And then you just like, I don't think anyone is, again, eat your heart out, Daniel fucking Day-Lewis, and all you (laughs) method narcissists, Paul Walker just walks onto the set and embodies this head quarterback in high school. I forget what his character's name was, but he, Paul, I just, Paul, I just always write it, he was great. Love Paul Walker. I know. Um, Oh, wait, we forgot... The best part of this movie, really, is James Vanderbeek's pants. <laughs> the pants. Yeah, his jeans that he's... Whenever he's not dressed in his football uh. uniform, he's wearing, like, 90s girl group, girl R&B group jeans. Yeah, Like, he looks like... Like, it's like, don't, don't go chasing waterfalls. That's playing every time you see uh, he's left eye. He, he's, he could be left eye in some scenes. Sometimes he's chilly and sometimes Kelly he's Roland T-Boz. Is, yeah, like, yeah. It's all about these kind of like baggy cargos. Like <laughs> these baggy cargos. And like tight t-shirt. And then, yeah, almost. It's like literally. Belly shirt. It's yeah. literally Lisa Left Eye Lopez. <laughs> but James Vanderbeek as a high school backup quarterback. Because he does wear like the crop jersey. And maybe, yeah. my, maybe my mind is just like painting it a little too much as I want to remember it. But it's like I do see him now in like a crop jersey. And the R&B, TLC yeah. jeans. It, whether he's in a crop jersey or he wears like a tight t-shirt too. It's, he's always like in a tiny t-shirt or a cropped like football jersey with his like midriff hanging out. It's pretty, yeah. He either looks like um, an R&B, like a 90s R&B female singer or he looks like he's part of the first iteration of the Queerest Folk. Like he looks a little... Yeah, he looks like he could be OG Queerest Folk. Yeah, yeah. Like he would be OG, OG Queerest Folk. <laughs> it's like... It's, yeah. It's, either or. Yeah. That's the look, and it's very, very entertaining. Um, so that's any time he's not in his uniform, he's in these gigantic pants. <laughs> Something to remember. It's really, really entertaining. Yeah. Um, and then you realize you're watching a football movie, so you're like, okay, who's... For me, I'm always like, who's going to get injured? Because I feel like every football movie... You know something's coming. Someone's going to yeah, get injured. So there's always that kind of darkness looming around it. And, you know, and, and we'd hate to say it's usually... The star quarterback. Sorry, yeah. Paul Walker. Because we yeah. see we see there's one there's one scene, I think it's like during a game, we see him, he's getting like a needle injection into his leg. And at first, I thought it was like steroids. I was like, is he taking steroids? But as we come to find out, it's painkillers because he has a he already has a leg injury that he's just playing on. Yeah. Um and of course he gets hit, makes it way worse. Now he's out for the season. His scholarship may be done, his life may be over, for all we know. It's yeah, it's 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 pretty dramatic and then I really love another thing about this movie that's pretty interesting is like it takes place in Texas and yet they play like one country song and then it's all alt rock songs. Yeah, like, there's, it's really it, weird. Yeah, yeah. The music in the in the movie, it's like they start with a country song as the movie starts, and then it's like Green Day, Foo Fighters, generic, yeah. generic Green Day and Foo Fighters that they couldn't they didn't they couldn't afford like all the, the Green Day. Yeah, they just had some studio band make up a song that yeah. sounded like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's really kind of weird. The music, it's almost like the Jersey Shore. How the Jersey Shore always plays emo music, and you're like, how is this making <laughs> sense? It's completely not. Um, Billy Bob is at one point. He's now. 
he's like he gets concussed too so he gets an injury he gets like a bad head injury in the one game yeah and then you realize the whole drama basically surrounds around the coach uh who's played by um might not be uh, the most most ethical guy john void the coach not at all and there's like a fascist statue of him that you see there's like <laughs> yeah he's a mussolini like, statue yeah there's like a mussolini statue made of him that they all kind of like resent and it kind of yeah like so basically the coach just makes these kids play injured to win because he's just like obsessed with winning yeah oh another and, another thing we need to mention is all right so james Van- vanderbeek is the backup quarterback paul walker is the star quarterback and their dads have a rivalry Yes. Like, James uh, yeah. Vanderbeek's dad has a rivalry with, like, and there's, like, they, like, do, like, a, a they make Paul Walker and, and James Vanderbeek, like, have a throwing competition at some party in a backyard, and James Vanderbeek, like, purposely throws the ball into his dad's face, like, breaks his dad's nose, yeah. that, that's a plot point that comes back. They pay it all. This movie's good. Like they pay that off. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. Yeah, I feel that's like, a that. Yeah, I was right. I wrote that that the dad rivalry was like really making me uncomfortable. I feel like that was like part. I think the the cut all the cutaways to the adults watching football and just wanting to be playing uh, high school football is so dark. You know, it's like it's like they're the the so the I mean these high school kids are playing football and the dads are they employed? I don't know, but they have time to just like watch practice and then turn they're just to hang, yeah, yeah. Doesn't yeah, or yeah, has their jobs given them time off to go watch probably. high school practice probably, probably. in Texas. You and know. so like they're just watching their their like sons play football and they just turn to each other and they're like those kids are having the time of their fucking lives. <laughs> <laughs> They're having the time of their fucking lives. Like Meanwhile, Bill, Billy Bob is like concussed and puking. Yeah. And almost dying. Paul Walker loses his Florida State ride. Scholarship, yeah. And then his girlfriend. The head cheerleader. The head cheerleader is immediately tries to fuck James Vanderbeek <laughs> because. She has to bathe the quarterback. That is the only the only way she can get out of Texas. Is, <laughs> and the, the, only, the only option she has is on the back of on the back of a quarterback's, like, that's the only way that she can get out of Texas is by fucking the quarterback and becoming, you know, like the Kristen Cavallari of... Yeah, she is <laughs> the, to his Jay Cutler. Exactly. Completely, There's yeah. no other option. God, so. I love Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. I know, well, wish, me you know, too. Wish they'd been able to make it work, but hey, I, I you know... It's all right. Yeah. You know, things happen. Relationships change. But yeah, those two seasons, good show. Good good, good pandemic watch. Yeah. Uh, very Cavallari. Highly recommend. Um <laughs> Yeah, and then, I don't know, Jesse Plemons shows up in this movie. He's like a child star. Um, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, Jesse Plemons is a little kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, wow. Then he, he goes on to be in Friday Night Lights. That's kind of weird. You know he what does. I mean? Then he's in the show Friday Night Lights. Uh, I yeah. love Jesse Plemons. Shout out Jesse Plemons. Um, James Caan's son is in this movie. Um, you get a look at his ass. A lot of his ass. There's <laughs> a lot of James Caan's son's ass. He's one of those, ass. like, short really buff guys with like a cute firm like <laughs> ass and it's featured a lot so if you're into that you get a this lot is of a that movie for you. this yeah. is for you yeah. um i think the most like iconic thing from this movie was the whipped cream bikini i think that's what i remembered as a kid like i yeah. think i'd like seen either that in the commercial or something and i think that's what had this idea in my head where i was like this was a Growing up, I was like, oh, this is just a crazy, raunchy teen movie. And it's really not. No, there's barely any sex in it. Yeah. And, and that's, like, all I remember, too. Like, it was like, ooh, there's a whipped cream. And and really, the whipped cream, it's so cartoonish. I mean, the cherries are on her tits with the stems out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she has, like, <laughs> she has, like, cherry stem nipples. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. And it's almost like... It's Katy Perry, eat your heart out. Katy Perry, eat your heart out. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's just like... Uh, is that 
I don't know, like, as far as, like, sex goes, like, now that you're older, you're like, I don't want whipped cream anywhere near it. You know what I mean? No, there's no need. I don't no want need. whipped cream anywhere near any of it. No need. Just the cleanup involved, the yeah. stickiness, the, just the the cherry you just i don't know it's no. just very yeah it's it's almost like that's probably what rachel bilson thinks is is sex. Yeah, that's no. probably why she didn't, didn't have an orgasm just through 30 h probably it's, wearing whipped cream bikinis and <laughs> it's too much going on no, it's just yeah. i'd rather just you know lick some tits yeah just come on um i don't know yeah i really i guess that's all <laughs> that's kind of well yeah so john <laughs> so so basically the movie goes on uh, i wrote i believe paul walker and uh james vanderbeek's friendship there's yeah. a, I, I like to now judge if I believe what, do I believe the male friendship in the movie? That's a good and uh, I absolutely do, Yeah, and I absolutely do believe Paul Walker and even though they were the start quarterback, backup quarterback, I believe their friendship. Um, oh yeah, uh, James Vanderbeek's character was named John Moxon and they called him Mox. So right. I do think they, John Moxley kind of took his wrestling character. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just think there's something there with John Moxley and he's Maybe. like a fan of, uh. Maybe sees himself as John Moxon. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. I feel like I, I don't know enough about wrestling and um, and John John Moxley to like judge. Just but... those are just my musings. Just yeah. my musings. Uh, oh yeah, and then John Boyd eventually leaves in disgrace mm-hmm. uh, because he chokes uh, James Vanderbeek and has to like leave during halftime. And then they come back without a coach. Paul Walker becomes like the coach now because yeah. he's injured, but now he's the coach, and they win the game. They win the game at the end. Good way to go. Way to go, Varsity Blue Boys. Uh, I, I love it. I give it a solid thumbs up. I had a great time watching it. Yeah. Um, I feel like for someone who hates sports, I didn't even mind like all this because all the football shots are the football like, scenes are good. Yeah. They're all like slow mo and like, I don't know. It's it's like, well, it's visually appealing. As, yeah. And, and I'm like, as a sports fan, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, that's like a big thing with me in sports movies, whether or not I like the actual. And I thought this movie did a good job of Film, yeah. Filming football is good, and I liked like the I guess the finale, the like final game. It's really funny because they start with this is why the music is so weird in this movie. They start with um, the Foo Fighters. There goes my hero. Oh my that, god! That, that's yeah, what they kind of like, but they only play it for literally like maybe six seconds, and then they transition into this generic. Um, kind of sounds like there goes my hero. Yeah, like they had to like pay uh, like yeah, a, like, yeah, because yeah, they they had to use a version like fifteen seconds or under for however much money they they got for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then they kind of used it later on, but it really seemed like they wanted to use so much Foo Fighters music, but they didn't have the money for it. So there's a lot of generic Foo Fighters. They had yeah, they had thirty seconds of Foo Fighters <laughs> to use, and they spread it out over like three different scenes. Yeah, I think I wrote. Wait, hold on. I think I wrote <clears throat> the. Okay, yeah. The okay, so this is the generic Foo Fighters sounding song. That this is the lyrics. This is the <laughs> oh, lyrics no. of the generic. Wow, great, great note. Yeah, I wrote this down. The, the lyrics of the generic Foo Fighters song. After hearing "There Goes My Hero," we hear a song that goes, "Every little thing counts. Every little thing counts." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every little thing counts. Um, and then yeah. they played. And then they played some Offspring. They could afford off the Offspring. Yeah, right, Offspring. They um, got in there. Uh, yeah, what but, Offspring did they play? They played. Um, I didn't know the Offspring song. To be honest, it wasn't any Offspring that I knew. It was like a. It wasn't um, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. It was wasn't it like. No, it wasn't that one. No, um, it, honestly, I didn't know. We, okay, but um, 
they played an Offspring song. They played like a Green, a green Day song, and then every little thing counts. Every <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Guys, you get into the end zone to win with your high school quarterback coach now, and they win the yeah. state championship. Yep, Renegades, just like the Bruce Springsteen and Obama podcast. You know, yeah, loved it. Rebels, yeah, Renegades. yeah, loved it, loved yeah. it, loved it. Loved that movie. Had a good time watching it. Yeah, it was um, it was good. It was really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the other the other big thing, the last big thing going on culturally right now, the Vanderpump Rules finale. Wow. Was this past week? And wow, wow is the only word really for it. Yeah. Wow. Um, um, yeah. So I I rewatched. We watched it the other day. I rewatched it last night. Um, they really are showing rainy LA in the beginning of the episode. Oh, interesting. It was like right after this happens, it was like a rainy day in LA and they just keep filming rainy LA, which I liked. I thought was a good touch. Yeah. Set in the mood metaphor. Yeah. Weather metaphor for the emotional state of the cast. Yeah. I don't know if it, cause this is right after as we, as we all know, if you know, Vanderpump rules, you know what's going on right now. This is right after this was the episode they filmed right after Ariana found out. There were some videos of Raquel Levis on Tom Sandoval's phone, and it all blew up in Tom and Raquel's face. Of Tom masturbating to Raquel while he was at Tom Schwartz's house. <laughs> Completely what? insane. What? Okay. Was it like mutual masturbation? Uh... Well, that's what he said. He was at Tom, he was at San, he was at Schwartz's house. And he was on the phone with Raquel filming this. Yeah, they were masturbating. Wow, yeah. Each other oh, over. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. That's, and, he, and he said, that's where that video came and during from. the during the fight, he was like, normally I would delete that. Yeah, he says that in the talking head. He was like, normally I would delete something like that, but this week was just so crazy. With... Yeah, so it's like, how many videos <laughs> have you... you been jerking off with yeah, Raquel? With? That's why I'm like, this whole thing, I, I, I yeah, after watching the finale, I'm like, I I feel like their relationship. There's so much we don't know about their relationship still. You know, like I think they. Yeah, it's like the only thing I think we do know for sure is that it was dark for a long time with these two. Yeah, it was dark. It was not. They were not connected. They were not having sex for about five years. They clearly have some resentments that they keep that they cannot get past. Yeah, you notice their their like fight cycle where it was just like. He is upset because she thinks he's an idiot, mm-hmm. and she calls him an idiot for thinking that she thinks he's an idiot, yeah. and it just like goes around they in can't a circle. Get off the wheel. It's the same. It's the same way that um, Katie and the other Tom fight. Yeah, where Katie's whole their their whole relationship is based on the or fell apart because. Um, Tom Schwartz will not stand up for Katie when she is fighting with their mutual friends. And then that, and then when that happens, Katie turns around and loses her mind and has an emotional breakdown. And for some reason that gives Schwartz like a sick thrill. It's sick. He loves it. He gets a weird attention, like satisfaction out of it. It's just really sick. And they can, they are continuing to do that. As they are divorced, you know what I mean. Yeah, they are they're stuck still in they're it. still doing the same fight post divorce. Yeah, and I feel like uh, I feel like Ariana and Tom are stuck on the fact that yeah, he keeps saying you think I'm an idiot, and she goes, "You're an idiot. I don't think you're an idiot." <laughs> and I feel like that's their whole fight. That was their whole fight, you know. And the fact that Tom he, ca- can't he, say sorry. He, he can't. Yeah, he, he. You know, he can't seem to apologize, or does not seem to want to apologize. I mean, he does. When I rewatched it, seeing this. It's the first thing he says when he sits down with her. He says, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. Oh, he did? Okay. But, but I also think he really didn't. I think, you know. I think he, yeah, I think he, his 
he thinks that she's kind of complicit in this. It's almost like he thinks Ariana is is like it's not all his fault, you know. Like it's like he which which I think is which I think in a way is true. It's, it's not true. a it's not a justification for him because because my whole thing with with Sandoval where I'm like. If what if what you're saying is true that you tried to break up with this girl, she straight up wouldn't let you. Is threatening to kill herself. Like if that's all true, I, I get that you're like, okay, I'm cornered. I have nothing else to do. I'm just gonna fuck some girl and blow this up. But it's like you knew that specifically with Raquel. Like, like it just felt like that was a very purposeful. And I think that's why him and Raquel are playing like the. Well, we would never do it if it wasn't real, if this wasn't real between us. We would have never done it. Like, they're both, like, so over the top leaning into that. And it, like, I think it's just because, like, he's doing this to hurt Ariana. Like, he fucked her to, I don't know. I don't think he did to hurt her. I think he can, like, compartmentalize it where he's like, our relationship was so bad, I didn't hurt her because our relationship was already over. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like he's compartmentalizing it in a way where he's like... Yeah, and I also just think, um, I felt like the scene between Tom and Raquel was the most real, because I feel like Raquel was acting in this way that was like, I know everyone thinks she's a psychopath, and that she doesn't have feelings, because she she cheated on her quote-unquote friend Ariana's boyfriend, but I don't think Raquel, I think Raquel is showing us in this way that these people aren't really friends. Like, Raquel wasn't... Th- How really good friends was she? She was Ariana's like? best friend. No, she fucking was She was her best friend. Yeah, right. I'm like, people, <laughs> these friendships, it's like re- it's like professional wrestling friendships. It's like a business friendship. You're friends yeah, because I you're mean, on a show together. She, I mean, yes, Ariana was nicer to her than Katie and the other fucking mean girls, but were they really that great of friends? I don't fucking think well, so. Well, Lala says that they were best friends. No, they weren't. Lala's a maniac. <laughs> Lala's a maniac. So I think this yeah, is so... showing how these people, like, none of this is real. All of this is, like, yeah, maybe Raquel and Sandoval, that affair was real, but I don't, I really don't think that um, these friendship are these friendships are as real as they're presenting them, as I don't think the relationship that Tom and Ariana showed us was as real as they were showing us. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and, and it's not all real. It's, yeah. it's fucking a lot of it's and, fucking for the camera. Yeah, and was that was that you that brought this up, or was it? Did they even show like an old clip of Jax at some point saying like how? What was the thing with Jax saying like you know Sandoval and Ariana they never broadcast their you know basically in the same way that he would put his you know dirty laundry out with Brittany out and Schwartz and Katie like. It was so it was so showed as such a disaster. But Tom and Ariana was always like kind of showed as just like Jax is saying a great relationship. Yeah, Jax is saying that Tom and Ariana kind of had this pact where they would not make each other look stupid, and they would they kind of like would not really show too much of their relationship. Which is like when you think about it, absolutely true. Because I I always think back to the um, to the Lala. Uh, to the time when when um, we found out like a couple seasons ago that one time Lala went down on Ariana while Tom was sitting in the front Tom seat. Tom was like driving, and then they hooked up in the back seat. Yeah, yeah. and they and they kind of like brushed that off. Like, yeah, that happened, whatever. And they never were really grilled about like, so do you have an open relationship? What are the rules? Is Ariana allowed to hook up with girls? Yeah, which like, it, it was really fuck? never brought up again. Yeah, what that way it was just kind of like, oh, it's just like a thing. Yeah. So to me, I'm like, that shows it right there. Like that's 
weird. Yeah. That's we, a weird thing. While Tom was right there. I mean, like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, I, mean, I should have looked up the episode again. I think we've talked about it at some episode in the past. But then there was that episode where they were all on the balcony. It was like a boys' night. It was yeah. the episode where Dana was kind of, seemed to kind of be auditioning for the show. And she, like, allegedly, the rumors are that she blew Peter in the bathroom that night. <laughs> it was Dana. like, yeah, yeah, go, go Dana. Dana. Go Dana. I Way think, to yeah. get on that show, girl, for yeah, one season. Good, good for you, Dana. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I've, I've said before in the past, I think her, Brett, and Max brought more to the show than I realized at the time. I know. Bring um, them back. Yeah. In I don't, hindsight. The, the wormy guy, I, I don't know. That guy was, you know, if he's not in the love triangle, triangle I don't need to see him. Yeah. But when he's part of the love triangle and Dana's going, when uh, Brett hugs me, I feel like I'm being hugged like a man. And when Max hugs me, I feel like I'm being hugged by a boy. Like, that was very good. Um, and then and then for the Max guy to tell Dana, like, I got you your waitressing job. Oh, yeah, he did. You owe me. I got you your waitressing job. Like, they were... Those three were bringing it. In yeah, hindsight, yeah. they were a really good window into, like, current L.A. douchebags. You a know little, I mean? you're right, kind of. It's yeah. like, Jax was, like, the old school L.A. narcissist, and this is, like, the new way of being, like, an absolute L.A. nightmare. You know, just, like, a restaurant manager who fucks all the, the waitresses, and then, and then when one of them moves on, he's like, I got you your waitress. Yeah, and then he had, like, the Brett, the other guy who did Sheena's music video and was like, I was sexually harassed, but I could have got my dick wet that day. I was sexually harassed, but I could have, like, gotten it wet that day. (laughs) While he permed his hair. (laughs) Yeah, insane. Crazy. Uh, Yeah, so um, in that episode where it's like the girls are on a girls trip and the boys are... Oh, the girls, Dana and her crew, come over to, like, their apartment. And Jax and Bo go onto the balcony. And they're like, we have to call the girls to let them know another group of girls have showed up here. Oh, that's so good. They're coked out of their minds. It's great. Uh, yeah. But then in the background on the balcony, you see Sandoval talking to one of the girls. And he's got, like, crazy fuck energy yeah. with this girl. Like, I think you made the joke, like, a few a month or two ago on this podcast. That, yeah, he's, like, if they had taken one step closer to each other, they were fucking on the balcony. Yeah, it was, like, you could totally tell he was, like, client trying. He had he had closing the deal energy on <laughs> Closing that balcony, the deal energy know? with that, with the brunette on the balcony, yeah. whoever that was. And then, and then it all comes out that, like, with this the whole Miami girl scandal in the past, that, like, Ariana knew the truth about that. I guess they weren't exclusive at the time or whatever. That's the story. But, yeah. like, come on. I think, I think... I think that Ariana and Tom, yeah, we really don't know what the fuck really went on in their relationship. And I think this was like, I, I Yeah, I, I just know. think the, I, I still, you know, and I'm not, again, not justifying what Sandoval did. What he did is a fucked up thing. Yeah. Uh, but I just think the over the top, Tom is evil, this and that of it is just way over the top. And it's like, really, it's really crazy and pathetic. Crazy and pathetic. And, and then, and yeah. yeah. And then also, I'm sorry. I mean. Look, I like Ariana, and I'm happy that her career is blowing up because she got cheated on. But I'm also like, is that pathetic to uh, to get like and uh, to have a kind of like you, you know, get you get an Uber Eats commercial you because Uber you got Eats, cheated on. You get you get you get on Dancing with the Stars because your boyfriend cheated on your quote unquote best friend, and and that's like fucked your quote unquote best friend. Yeah, yeah and everybody's just I I don't know. I'm like that's. That's fucking pathetic, too. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I'm like, this is all so trashy. <laughs> and, it's, and it's also just ugh. like, yeah, I think you brought up not on, I think just like once we were like hanging out and talking about Vanderpump <laughs> and you brought up how like 
this just this as far as like the whole reaction to this whole thing goes like there was no reaction when jacks fucked faith when he was with britney you know what i mean and it's like and she was like another girl in the friend group maybe yeah. she wasn't quote-unquote britney's best friend yeah but like still it was like he would cheated on britney with some girl in the group and no one cared really I mean, they cared uh, but it wasn't like cancel jack but it wasn't like yeah like there's, there's a scene where in the finale episode where, where shorts shows they're on the girls night with ariana where she's in the gold, gold dress and they're all in the black with her so they have shorts show up to like yeah. say his goodbyes to ariana or whatever yeah uh because ariana will not speak to anyone who is friends with tom now I mean, she's cutting everyone who's crazy. friends with tom out she's doing the lala yeah and so lala so when shorts shows up lala shorts is like he makes a joke he was like oh you i used to have a lounge like this like making a joke about how shorts and sandys was being affected mm-hmm. and lala's like yeah and we're trying to end that now actually you know and he did and i wrote i wrote there like he does this laugh to that like, he re- he just goes like <laughs> like laugh to it that's very good yeah it was a great scene yeah. But Lala's I, crazy. I feel like Schwartz, honestly, is kind of like laughing at how... Abs- he. I feel like Schwartz knows how absurd the show is at this point and how, like, this is all pretty stupid and is almost laughing like, okay, yeah, you're not going to cancel my restaurant, you idiot. You know, like, <laughs> this is actually, like, we are going to get, like, more business probably because of this in the end, you know? Yeah, like, come yeah. on. I, I don't know. Yeah, this makes me... I don't know. The whole thing... I, Just the idea of, like, even, you know, and I don't know if Lala is also kind of playing a character, you know, whatever, but uh, mm. but the idea of, like, wanting to cancel Tom and Schwartz and Sandy's over this is... It's crazy. It's... It's crazy. I mean, what like, is it now... All infidelity is canceling now. Like it's like, is are you gonna like stop watching movies where actors have cheated on their wives? You're I mean, not gonna people watch, like, are kind of at that point now where they're like, um, yeah, I watched the Marilyn Monroe movie. <laughs> it was called Blonde, and oh no. It wasn't historically accurate, and they put a disclaimer at the end of the film, so the entire time I was watching it, I assumed everything that happened in the film happened in her real life, and I didn't know that when she was, like, hallucinating, (laughs) and she became, like, a tiny fetus, that actually didn't happen in her real life, and I feel so cheated. They were tricked. People are maniacs. People are maniacs. People are maniacs, or how they, like, don't like a movie because they think the characters are evil. You know what I mean? Unless it's, like, a Marvel movie, but, like, the Windfall movie that we both liked, when people on Reddit. Yeah. We're like, I didn't like the woman because she was, she killed them at well, the that, end. You know, it's like, well, well that was, yeah, character. there was like a whole, there was like, with the windfall thing, there was like the incel crew that was like, this movie is preaching women are badasses for murdering or whatever. Like there was like that, which was insanity. And then there was also like the fuck this rich guy. Like, yeah. and it was just like, this is a movie. This is a movie, and it's not saying anything that you are saying right now. Like, calm down. It's a movie that literally three friends made during COVID. Seriously. Chill out. Three famous friends made. It's really, really crazy. Yeah, it's like the cult of likability. Everybody has to be likable in this way, where it's like, that's not how things are interesting. There has to be a bad person. There has to be. for Especially reality television. It's, it doesn't function without someone fucking up. Like, this is the point of this show. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just, yeah. And, yeah. It's, it's pathetic. So, yeah. Um, yeah. What else happened in this episode? We had... Uh, oh, one, all right. So, I made a list. Uh, when when Ariana was... Uh, like, so, so Lisa Vanderpump gets to do a mom scene with both Sandoval and Ariana. Yeah. Ariana, uh, in this 
meeting with Lisa says that Raquel's no longer going to be no longer be in LA. She should just move because she's no longer welcome in LA. That's what Lisa says. That's what Ariana says. That's what Ariana Ariana says to Lisa. Uh, And then when Tom was there, I wrote that I think we're going to look back at the the literal peak of Vanderpump Rules is Tom Sandoval hyperventilating in the corner at the window window of Villa Rosa. That's going to be the peak of there. It's. I hope I'm wrong and they just keep going up from here. But I'm like, not saying that next season will be bad because if they they need Kristen, Jacks, Brittany, yeah, they need those three there. The Toms, Ariana, Katie. I, I wrote this is what my cast should be. Do you want to hear my cast? Yeah. This is what I think the cast should be next year. So both Toms doing Schwartz and Sandys, Katie and Ariana doing the sandwich shop, and they're so it's for them all kind of newly single, whatever. Um, if Raquel will come back, you bring her back. Have to. Have to bring Raquel back. Uh, so then you get James and Allie, if they're still together, obviously. Allie, you, you know, big star this year, in our opinion. Yeah, uh, her budding psychic career is everything. Popping off. Tarot yeah. card business, popping off. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, uh, love his life. Love James' life. Yeah. Allie, love my life. James Kennedy's drinking again, and he's still clearly very hurt by his breakup with Raquel. Like, clearly yeah. very hurt by his breakup with Raquel. Um, so you get them in there, and then you get Jax, Brittany, Kristen. Uh, if you have to have Lala in there, you get her back. And no more than three scenes of Christina Kelly. And that's my cast. Get Christina Kelly out of there. <laughs> yeah, I might get her out, but I'm like, if she needs to be there, she gets no more than three scenes the entire season. Ugh, where she I just frowns her. in the background. I'm done with Katie. I'm done with Lala. I'm done with Christina. I, I just get them out of there. I can't stand them. They're yeah. so mm. boring. That's the thing. It's like all these girls now who are lifted up because of the show, like Katie, Lala. I'm oh, sorry. Sheena and Brock. Sheena and Brock are great. But even Sheena. Sheena made this whole thing about her. She was sobbing. <laughs> they because... all made it about themselves. Yeah. They literally, in that one scene, they all just made it about how Raquel affected them. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's just pathetic, and I, I, I don't know. It's it's almost like turning me off the show, to be honest. I, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to tune in next season because I love yeah. Jax, and Jax is back. I, yeah, we're, we're skipping over some good stuff, I think, here. Um, Sandoval's entire, like, he looks like Helena Bonham Carter, Carter I wrote, the entire <laughs> yeah. episode. He's walking around like Helena Bar- Bonham Carter in Fight Club. Yeah. With his, with his, like, dear, he does, like, a thing where he comes in to see Schwartz. Like, I guess this is supposed to be kind of their first meeting since it all broke. And he comes in and goes, Schwartz, how's it going, man? And then he like immediately says, I'm sorry, and cries into, into Schwartz's shoulder, which is great. Yeah, he, uh, he kind of dresses like the crow, like like from, he, yeah. he has this like 90s goth look. Yeah. That's, that's his like morning, Tom and morning look. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's pretty good. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a good flashback to like the guys night where this allegedly started with him and Raquel where like. So Raquel and Charlie come in and they <laughs> shot a sandball and he's like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> just like, which is really good. Uh, he he tells, I don't know if he, t- I think he tells us to Schwartz that the only time he was getting off was when he was in the bathroom watching porn. Oh, That's what he, he said while he was with Ariana over the last like five years. He said, I feel like the only time I got off is when I'm like in the porn watching bathroom, in the, in the bathroom watching porn, in the porn watching bathroom. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I wrote, I said this before, I think calling him evil is way over the top, he did a shitty thing, but this relationship was not great. Uh, this is Talking Head, where Sheena's explaining how she could not have 
punched uh, Raquel because she can't make a fist, but she's like making a fist as she yeah. is she doing knew, You punched her. <laughs> you punched. She did like a push punch thing she where she fucked yeah. Raquel up, and yeah. she should be proud of it. She should not be afraid of Raquel's attorneys. You punched her, girl. Yeah, and, and yeah. We, it's fine. Yeah. I, I, I'm asking the question, can we count the amount of times James Kennedy has cried over a male friendship on one hand? I think it's three. Has, has it gotten to three hands at this point? Yeah, I mean... Oh, it's three. Yeah, it's Sandoval, Max, and... Uh, Jax? When Jax... Jax, yeah, he's cried over Jax. When, when Jax uh, would not invite uh, James to <laughs> his anything weddings. over that summer, yeah. Yeah, James, he, and J- he wouldn't... Jax wouldn't invite him to any of the wedding stuff. James was just like, Jax, that's horrible. Yeah, I think that's there horrible. might... I think there might have been also, like, another, like... He was, like, had, like, an old roommate... An old male roommate, I think he cried about at one point. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, Something's going on there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, kissing, Rod, kissing Raquel made Tom feel like he was not washed up. Because he was feeling washed up, and then he kissed Raquel, and now he's not feeling washed up. Yeah, we realized this affair between Raquel and Tom is just two people going through... So yeah, like Tom was going through turning forty. I guess it's like a midlife crisis. Tom like, had turned forty, and she had Raquel had aged out of patches, and, they, and, and they, that is what that's what this whole thing is about. Really, it is. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy. it's just two people going through some kind of like m- milestone life crises and finding each other on the dance floor of the Abbey. Is that where they were at? Know, the right? Abbey, at the Abbey, doing shots at one in the morning at the Abbey. Yeah. Um, Return of Kristen was great. They did like a suspenseful like cliffhanger who's showing up and then it's Kristen it was really weird I was like is this Mama June not because of her weight because <laughs> I think she looks great I'm not I don't I don't think Kristen looks heavy at whatever no she doesn't look I don't think she, she looks, looks heavy great, at all I, I think she looks great but yeah. the slot she had on leggings and like Adidas slides so it's like who, who and a giant sweater that said like um, oh what did it say I forget what it said on the back I don't even know like but good good vibes or good, something yeah, like that something, and they were like burning things in effigy yeah, and like I, I just I love Kristen, and I'm glad. But I was like, why are they like leading up to her where she's wearing? I mean, she's wearing leggings and like slides. It just looked like no offense, like not anyone glamorous. I was like, is this Mama June? Like yeah. who's coming up here? But yeah. love Kristen. Glad she's back. Yeah, to uh, bring it back to the scene where Schwartz is like saying his goodbyes to Ariana. Lala has a really annoying quote. I just want to shut up, Lala, where she's like, "Yeah, right, you two sit here, and if and if you need anything, we'll come woofing." <sighs> it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Lala. Um, I wrote, and this is just a joke, everyone, so calm down before I say it. I wrote, there is an awful straight guy side of me that kind of goes, what did this crazy woman do to Tom that pushed him over the edge? Yeah. <laughs> it's, wow, a jar, it's a joke. I'm a joke. No, no. Everyone. But I mean, I think no one is looking at their relationship. And I think that's that's why Tom was like not apolo- not so apologetic because he was like, this was, we are in an unhappy relationship. This is not working. I could not break up with you. This, I've clearly been, we haven't been fucking for five years. Like, I I, I don't know. I, yeah. I just think there's something, I, I don't think they're showing everything that was going on behind the scenes of yeah. their relationship. Obviously, he's has been cheating more than just with Raquel. Yeah, my, and my apologies, I had, I'd watched a little too much Sex in the City earlier in the day. I think I was very annoyed <laughs> at Carrie and uh, who's the Barishnikov dancer guy that she was with. Oh, Petrovsky. That's yeah, the I was, name. It, Carrie and Petrovsky. I was like, bring when I'm like saying bring big back. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> That's so a I whole was, other so episode. I was, you know, I, was, I was kind of in a hating woman 
Sorry to ladies. But that Jesus, was just a joke. So sexist. <laughs> that was just a joke oh from God. the sexist side of me that was like, what did this psychotic girl Ariana do to Tom Sandoval to make him fuck Raquel? Um, but I mean, it is like a huge gift to her. Like this relationship was miserable, and neither yeah, it needed you, to end. It was over. End. It was over. Neither needed of you to were going to yeah. work on it. Clearly, they weren't working on it. Yeah, my thing is all too. Is like if you're in a relationship that has like seems to it seems to be agreed upon that was pretty sexless for five years. I'm like, there's both parties are at blame here. Come it's, on. You can't put all of this on any one side. Like it's just it wasn't good. Because at one point she's like, we could have gone to couples therapy, and I'm like, well, how hard really were you? Like it's you like, didn't. It's you like didn't. You, it's like, and that's on you too. It's not just on Tom. Yeah. That's like like yeah. So come on. So yeah, it was a mess. You're right. It is. Uh, <laughs> it is. Sorry, I'm reading a Sheena quote that I wrote. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's you know, I don't think Sandoval's evil. No. Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump even says it in the issue. is like, she's like, I want you to remember you're a good person who did a bad thing. Exactly. And I'm yeah. with Lisa on that. Yeah. So, and, but yeah. I feel like when Ari, because Ariana was on Watch What Happens Live, and she has, like, some righteous anger still. Yeah. She's like, Which oh. Which I get. I, like, I mean, I get, being, I get being annoyed at your partner that they fucked your friend. I, I totally, like, I'm not, I don't want to, but. No, it's fucked up. Yeah. But like, I think to have no like she because they asked her like, do you think the Andy Cohen asked her asked Ariana like, do you think the whole kind of like um, mob mentality against Tom was too much? And she was like, no. And it's like, okay, yeah. And Ariana. she also said, yeah. Okay. She also she was like, she was like, I thought Lisa was a little too nice to him. Yeah, which was and it's like, like, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, the, and the quote that, that was making me laugh from Sheena was Sheena says this to Tom at the end of the episode when they was have when Sheena was having her. We're no longer friends, Sandoval conversation. Uh, yeah. She goes, she was like crying. She's like, right now, you don't deserve any friends. Right now, I need to go make my baby dinner. Like, I was like, shut up, Sheena. What's, wait, mm-hmm. but where's the morality of like my career blowing up? Like, oh, I'm going to go on yeah. Dancing with the Stars because I got cheated on. Like, what is that? You know yeah. what I mean? Or what is James Kennedy calling Raquel just to shame her? That was, yeah, That's that so was that was up. lame, too. I'm tired of this, like, black and white morality. It's exhausting and childish and fucking, it's it's the new Christianity. It drives me nuts. And I think it's disgusting. I, Sorry. It's no, disgusting. I, it's I, I agree. Really I, I overall, I thought the finale, it was a great episode of reality television. It was. I loved it. Yeah. I thought, I wrote, what a moment in time. Maybe the best pure entertainment since the pandemic started uh it's like the vanderpump scandal finale and air for me are the two greatest uh pieces of entertainment and ll cool j doing a poem at that and ll cool j yeah, slam poetry at, uh, at the american music awards it was riveting yeah um yeah. those that's the top three tough to beat everyone yeah that's the top three that's the, the pace has been set yeah um yeah, I, I thought it was great. Uh, we're all excited for the reunion. It's coming up this yeah. week. Uh, Will Sandoval and James come to came James Kennedy come to blows? I don't. I don't think so, but I would love to see. I think I would. I think Sandoval would beat up James. Kennedy. Oh yeah, I would pick Sandoval in that. Fight. Yeah, for sure. Sandoval does the thing where he's like, James, if you say one more thing to me, I will fuck you up. <laughs> and then James like gets up and walks. I don't think they actually fight. I think they both just kind of stand up and. It gets broken up. Yeah, there's. They know there's security guards around. They know they can only go so far. Come on. Oh yeah. It's, if anything, it would be a Jerry Springer fight yeah. where you know where they just like throw arms at R. each R. other. R.I.P. R.I.P. Jerry. R.I.P. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's kind of it. You have any closing thoughts on the Vanderpump finale, Scandal, the reunion coming up? 
I'm excited for the reunion, but I have to say I am kind of, it did, this whole thing kind of soured me a little bit on Vanderpump because wow, it really did. I'm really tired. I'm fucking tired of this like sanctimonious bullshit in reality TV when really there's especially in reality TV. That's what I'm saying. There should be no morality in reality TV. No, yeah. Because is it moral to watch people's relationships fall apart on television? Exactly. What morality do you have even watching the show for 10 years? And I'm tired of it. I'm tired of, like, I don't like being... I think now I'm the sanctimonious person being like, I'm too... Well, no, I'm but too it, amoral for a like. This, well, no, it, well, it's also know. just like too. It's like if you're watching reality TV, you're not just, you're not watching it, you know, to watch saints and yeah, and you know, charity. Yeah, yeah you're I mean, you're being a voyeur, and this is the best thing that could ever happen for voyeurs. You know what I mean? You're peeking into other people's, you're spying on people essentially in this constructed way. And this was like a really good way to spy on these people's, even though probably did a terrible job rolling it out. Really, I only want like nothing fucking mm. happened this entire season except for the last that last La- episode. the last like two three episodes uh, the was... rest of the shit could fuck off it was yeah. terrible yeah. so i it really this whole thing really kind of put me off vanderpump and I'm, I'm gonna watch next season but i swear to god if it's all about tom and ariana again i i'm out i'm out no i, I think there's some potential i think it needs yeah. to be you know the the girls have their sandwich shop the guys have schwartz and sandy's jacks is back doing <laughs> yeah. jacks's thing jacks things Kristen is like new like yeah. mature Kristen. yeah we'll see where that goes uh, and jacks can't help himself like he he i've heard him on a few podcasts and like he says he's reformed but really, he's still messy as hell, and then and then he like will catch himself later and try to correct what he said. So I'm hoping that uh, yeah, Jax no, will bring it back, especially if he gets on this show. He's gonna be yeah, there's, there's yeah. But I'm just I'm just tired of people wanting any kind of morality in reality television because watching reality TV is pretty fucking. There's yeah, no morality. I mean, in that. so you're kind Hello. of saying you you want no more drama. Yeah, that's kind of what we're saying here at Entertainment Entertainment. Yeah, I love Mary J. Blige like the best come I don't, on uh, this is the one where it's like no more exactly no Justin more yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is good yeah, yeah right yeah legend <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> so that's our episode entertainment uh, entertainment 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 uh, entertaining conversation with we're comedians. coming at you yeah coming at you a little early this week because uh, yeah. we are we're going to LA for the week so we'll be back next week with a little recap of what went on in the West Coast for these two East Coasters. Love it. Know your friends. And no more drama goes out to the Vanderpump Rules universe. Everyone chill out. Everyone calm down. (laughs) Everyone chill out. Stop with the morality. Yeah. There's there's nothing, there's, that's, there's no such thing as morality in reality TV. Yeah, really in life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, or in America specifically. Yeah. Um, All right, so thanks, guys. Yeah.